welcome to Babus to Babus. <laughs> we really need to to uh, create a theme song. We should. That will be uh, something that we should do for the new year. Okay. We should do Fiverr. Fighter? Fiverr. F-I-V-V-E-R. Oh, what's that? Where you contact someone and they make you uh, like a little snippet music? No, it's thingy? more like a... Um, a Fiverr. Isn't that the name of the stadium? No, no, no. Fiverr is... Milwaukee. <laughs> Fiverr is a website that people sell their talents. Yeah. Yeah. So then like... So you're paying someone essentially to come up with the right. beat for you. Yeah, right. that's what I said. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then they, they charge, you could probably charge them like, they probably ask you for like five, 10, 15, you know, 30 bucks, depending mm-hmm. on their uh, level of Skill. experience. Yeah. yeah. Huh. I don't know. We could probably just. That would be pretty cool though. Just to have a little like, like a 10 second snippet that we could just play right in the beginning. Yeah. But then the thing is like, what if it's not good? Cause I have heard that some of them are not that good. With these Fiverr people? Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, if you're going to pay $5 for it, then, you know, at that point, you might as well just do it yourself. Dude, we should do, like, a 100 bucks and just get, like, different versions. Mm-hmm. And then we will just, I don't know. We should get we should get one at 20 and then do another one, like, at 30. Yeah, And then yeah. do another one, like, at 50. Yeah. And then we'll compare them. Yeah, yeah. Don't say <laughs> anyone at five. We'll play it and have the audience choose which one they And then we like. end up just choosing me in the beginning. <laughs> boom, boom. boom, Well, anywho, welcome to another Babus to Babus podcast. I am your Jedi Master, Sue, a.k.a. Babus. Why do you have to be a Jedi Master? Because I am a Jedi Master. Where are you going to be? I don't know. I want to be I want to be a part of Yoda's clan. Yoda's clan? Yoda's species. The green you want to be green? Yeah. You want to be old? I want to look I want to look, look, look like old? a Benjamin Button. <laughs> you know you going to be 12 years old looking like 86. Hey, he's so cute. I will be um I don't know. Baby Yoda chi. <laughs> uh Yoda Jr. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, aka Babus. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome back. So, uh, you know, one one topic that I kind of want to go over today is um, kind of like just the whole like mental health uh topic. Oh, yeah, I, I didn't want to use the word topic <laughs> again though. I was just an issue, but I don't want to use. It's not really an issue, but I think we need just to mental health in general. Yeah, I think mental health in general. Um. Be a good topic. So, anyways, speaking of the reason why I want to talk about this, because the other day when I was talking to you, uh, to me, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah to Chi, not not you guys, not the Babu Nation, okay, Babu Nation, Bayshin. I don't know, Babuation. Okay, okay, just just continue. Babu lights. <laughs> I will keep going. Ba lights. Baboobians. Yeah, baboobians. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's the original one I came up with. Baboobians, or um, it sounds dirty though, like yeah. boobs. Yeah, exactly. Like hey, baboobians. <laughs> we love boobs. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> this should be your podcast. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I was talking to Chi the other day about um, 
that the reason why I haven't been sleeping so well in the last couple of years. Last couple of years? Yeah. I thought it was only like the last two years or so. No, it's been this, like this has been ongoing for the last couple of years. Three years, right? Three years is okay. a couple. Oh, when I think of a couple, I think of like five plus. That's how it is in my head. Really? Like longer? Yeah. I don't know. I because think, because think, then I don't associate a couple with two, three. I but isn't a couple two? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Got him. Hit her with the logic. Sure, sure. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> Boom. Anywho, I, I associate a couple with uh more with than two. 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 Okay, more than two. Yeah. Got you. Yeah, because if it's two, you just said it's two. Yeah. You know, and then a couple okay, is sure. after that. But anyways, point is, <laughs> for the last like three years, I have not been sleeping well. I've been getting like uh, maybe like one or two hours at a time or just like four hours. And, like just, Suffering from insomnia. Yeah, insomnia. So I, I never knew the cause of insomnia. And I just assumed that I just have really bad insomnia. I just can't sleep. Like you would just have a hard time falling asleep. Like you would go lay in bed at nine and then not really fall asleep until like one, two. Yeah. Even though you are actively trying to fall yeah. asleep. Like like I get tired around nine o'clock and then I go lay in bed. Right. And I lay for like a good 30 minutes and I'm just like, man, I can't sleep. So then I'll go on my phone, just kind of like look at YouTube videos to kind of like have that background music, mm-hmm. background noise to try to help me go to sleep. And I end up listening to the whole thing. So, <laughs> you know, like, and then I turn it off, you know, so I just want listening to a podcast that is supposed to help you go to sleep. Yeah. But it makes you stay up. Yeah. Instead. And, you know, and then, and then like, this would be like oh, 11 already. And then I would just toss and turn for like another hour and then I go back to my phone because I know that I can't sleep. And then I'll just look at like a video or something and then like, around one o'clock I, I pass out. That's usually my routine for the last like three, three years. years. And but yeah. you do have to admit that um, your health also hasn't been the greatest. Like you've been suffering from sleep apnea. So I think that. Damn. Why don't you just tell people <laughs> no. I'm 230 pounds. <laughs> I'm four foot five. <laughs> no, but but that has like we have noticed that that's becoming, you know, a little more serious. Yeah, that's true. Like your sleep apnea, you not breathing <laughs> sometimes. Um, what else? You've been suffering from GERD. Yeah. So you've been having to wake up at night because of that too. You mm-hmm. know, because you would have the sudden sensation that, okay, your food is coming back up. Yeah. And so then you would have to get up. That's true. Yeah. So, I mean, you have all these other... Um, Underlying health problems. <laughs> why did you just say it? Why don't you just be like my doctor? <laughs> no. When I want to go to see my doctor for my back pain. I've been having lower back pain for a while. And, and this is back when I was like working at uh, a my engineering firm. And I've been, I, I was walking through the, um, the factory side of the building and I just felt this sharp pain on my lower back and my leg went numb and like, like went out, you know, like limp. And I was like, oh snap. I was scared that my lower back is pinching a nerve. My mm-hmm. spine's pinching a nerve. So I was like worried because I was like, if this keeps happening, like it may cause, you know, permanent damage. Yeah. So then I schedule a doctor. One of the best doctors, I guess. He had a really good uh, review. 
I went in. I told him my problems. You know, I was like, <laughs> I've been feeling like I'm, I'm worried about this uh, pinched nerve on my my spine, right? No X-ray, no nothing. Just did a regular checkup. Dude left for like ten minutes. Came back with a stack of paper, right? And I was like, "Oh, okay, what's going on?" He was like, "Let me show you uh, how you may potentially relieve yourself of this problem." <laughs> and he starts flipping through it, and there's just a bunch of sit-up positions, <laughs> you know, downward dog position. And I was like, "Dog, you telling me I need to go work out? You calling me fat?" Huh? You said the reason why I'm yeah. having this issue because I'm fat? Well, yeah. <laughs> that was the rudest thing ever. I told him, like, dude, I felt this pinch. <laughs> you know, my leg went numb. And dude said, you need to lower your cholesterol level. <laughs> Dog. I, I I did pinch my nerve, you know? like, But maybe, maybe like, stretching might help with that, though. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I believe so. <laughs> but anyway, the point of making this turn the story is cheese doing that right now. <laughs> no. My my no. Uh, anxiety comes from the fact that you're fat. You need to lose some goddamn weight. No, but I was reading. We were just talking about this, and I told you about how I was reading a uh, medical journal about people who suffer from anxiety. Yeah. And you know, of course, they have tons of medications that they can prescribe you, right? Mm-hmm. A salad's <laughs> one of them, apparently. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> Salad is the cheapest way to go. Anyways, yeah, I was reading this medical journal and it said that a lot of issues usually stem from your gut. So if you don't have like the good bacteria in your gut biome or in your, you know, stomach or whatever, then that can affect, you know, different neurons in your body and then obviously cause you to have anxiety. (laughs) And when I was reading this medical journal, I just thought of you because I was like, oh, no, listen. Like We tested on a patient. It's a picture of me there. Like, I knew it. I knew it. No, listen. Okay. Because you are suffering from GERD, that was the first thing that came to my mind was, okay, clearly we know you have some stomach issues. You know, you're mm-hmm. having some acid in there that keeps coming back up. And maybe if we can try to get that resolved, your anxiety might lessen. I'm not saying it'll go away, but maybe you might sleep a little better. Dang. Dude, all I'm hearing is you're fat. <laughs> no. All this issue that's coming is because you're fat. Uh, you need to start eating some salads and quit eating all that greasy food that you be eating. No, but I've I've been really into like gut health because of my own personal health issues, mm-hmm. and I know the importance of keeping your gut healthy. And I think we should start from there to really figure out if it is a gut issue. Mm. That doesn't hurt, right? I mean, oh, obviously, it's hurting your ego. <laughs> Dude, I don't have an ego. I'm just saying, you're just calling me fat with extra steps. That's all. <laughs> but I think at least we know where to start. I don't think we know where to start. You're just starting here. That's all. <laughs> there is no, this is the best place to start. No, it's, we're starting here. We need to fix, you know, that I mean, gut I mean, problem. Of yeah, yours. of course. We have to. She's like, damn, how do you have a dad bod and be single? <laughs> <laughs> Dang. She yeah. secretly just wanted to say, my wallet can't be handling your appetite anymore. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> I was looking 
my bank statements the other day and all I saw was, you know, they give you that little like pie graph that tells you how much you spend. Oh, well, food. Yeah, yeah. 80% food. <laughs> hey, hey, don't say that that's because of me, all right? Your fat ass <laughs> ate a turkey by yourself, all right? Hey, hey that was one day. <laughs> exactly, one day. My one day versus 364. <laughs> Dang. Dang. Okay, that's rude. <laughs> I didn't even go there. <laughs> I'm just saying. But anyways, yes, you noticed or realized that you were having anxiety a couple days ago. Yeah, because or literally um, like last week. Yeah. And the reason why I kind of come to this revelation mm-hmm. was because um, I think like early, no, like late May, one of my, um, one of my best friend's dad passed away from covid yeah and I, I was watching him go through it and he was having really really bad anxiety and he was not sleeping at all and i just recall him just telling me that he would get like 30 minutes 40 minutes you know at a time really deep sleep and they just like kick back up again yeah so then i was like oh damn like that anxiety yeah it is anxiety you know that's keeping you up it's really bad and then she was going through something too and then that was kind of like what's happening with her yeah and then i was going through some health issues mm-hmm. and i was also suffering from severe anxiety. insomnia yeah. and i've never had anxiety before and i didn't realize i was having anxiety until you pointed it out Boom. Because, because we would go to sleep at night and you know it would take me such a long time just to fall asleep and then when i do finally fall asleep i'll sleep like go into deep deep like REM sleep for like 30 minutes and then something would just kind of like jerk me and i would wake up and then i would not be able to sleep anymore because of you know at the time i didn't realize because of anxiety and so it wasn't until you mentioned it and i was like oh man is this what anxiety is you know and then that's when you were like yeah maybe you're having anxiety as well Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is, uh, <laughs> I, I, I didn't know who whose perspective you were talking from. So I, I thought you were playing me. No. And telling yourself that you have anxiety. But yeah. So the other day I come to realize, and I was like, dude, I haven't been sleeping for the last three years, and I think that it's from anxiety. Yeah. Because I fall asleep quick. Yeah. Especially when I'm tired. You know, mm-hmm. I would lay in bed and before you know it, yeah, zonked. five minutes like, later, I'm gone. <laughs> five minutes later and she's gone. Yep. And snoring. But, but you know, that's how that's how I know that I don't have like sleep insomnia or that's how I know that, OK, when my sleep pattern is off, something's going on. Yeah. And that was the same with you before you used to just go to sleep like that. Yeah. Because I remember back in um, back when we were living in Madison. Yeah. Which was I, like three, four years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember when you were going through your health issues mm-hmm. in Madison, I slept like a baby. You did. <laughs> I remember you were like, you know. I was suffering from really bad sleep insomnia. Right. And you would just sleep right through right, it. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, I laid in bed, in bed next to you five minutes later. Yeah. I remember just being able to just shut it off. Yeah. And go to bed, you know. And um, this is for another story another podcast maybe we talk about that sure but uh 
I eventually left to go do something. Yeah. And doing that was what caused the insomnia. That's when I first right. realized. You, you moved that out and you moved in with some of your friends. Yeah. And then living. I, I'll tell that a different story. Yeah, I know. Okay. But but during that time that you were living with your friends, that's when you started suffering from sleep insomnia. Right. And, and that's where a lot of the anxiety mm-hmm. happened. But you didn't realize it was anxiety right. until a week ago. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize it was anxiety until three years later. That are, yeah, that and are, it kind of carried over into your mm-hmm. present life right now because I remember that was the first time where I played waves crashing into the mm. beach to the shore. <laughs> it was like a, an hour thirty to, minute to sleep meditation. Yeah, music. <laughs> it was like an hour thirty minute video, and I just remember laying there all night listening to it. You listened to the entire yeah, soundtrack. I to, yeah, I listened to the whole video. And I was just like, and that's when I realized, wow, like something's going on because I can't sleep. Yeah. You know, and, and then I tried um, melatonin. You tried a weird melatonin brand. I, I thought I thought it was like the Walgreens brand. Yeah, you tr- you went and got some weird melatonin. You said it didn't work for you, right? Yeah. I, I well, remember- it worked, but it made you feel. Yeah, yeah. I, I felt like when I first took it, it did help me go to sleep. Mm-hmm. But then, like, it just kept going. Where when I woke up, I just felt groggy. I didn't feel, like, all there. Right, right. So that's why I was like, oh, I'm going to stop taking it because these are not really working. So ever since then, I just not been able to sleep. Like, I would take, like, two, three hours from sleep. I tried, like, meditation. I tried all these other things. And, yeah, this anxiety just kind of, like, continued. And then uh, it finally came to the perfect accumulation the other day. Like last week, where my anxiety is keeping me up, right? So, and my sleep apnea was so bad that, like, I fell asleep. (laughs) I was half asleep. I was like awake in my brain, like half awake, you know? And I was going through my uh, sleep apnea attack. So, I was, I was having a, like, a real sleep apnea moment. Awake, yeah, yeah. So the whole time I was like awake, and I, I, I just felt myself like you couldn't breathe. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, I started panic. I was trying to like wake myself up, and I was like, I can't breathe. This wasn't when you were sleeping on the sofa, was it? No, I was in bed uh-huh. next to you. It was like literally like five days ago. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, holy shit, I'm having a real life sleep apnea attack, you know? And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> like the whole night. <laughs> Until I finally kicked myself up and I was like, man, that was the scariest experience ever. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I finally hit that moment where my anxiety is keeping me awake just enough to suffer from sleep apnea. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, I can't, I can't, I can't do this anymore. That's scary. Because when I was going through my um, insomnia, I went out and got um, melatonin. This was a, mel- a different brand that you took back in the yeah. day. And uh, it was just a 1.5 milligram melatonin. Enough for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I remember taking it initially to help me sleep. And like it makes you feel naturally tired. Mm-hmm. It's not one of those things. I don't know if, you know, like um, you've taken Benadryl before, right? Uh, I'm, a, I'm just gonna say yes. Okay, sure. But there's this thing about Benadryl where when you take a Benadryl, you don't have that natural. 
you know, tired effect. Mm. It hits you instantly and you're just it's, like, it's, yeah, oh. it's like a sleep. Like, like that's, like, it hits yeah. you really hard where yeah. you are just tired right now, you know, mm-hmm. but the melatonin, it's not a slow acting one. It's, it's just a, a melatonin that quickly dissolves, but it makes you feel like you, you're naturally getting tired. So then you naturally kind of settle into that tired state and you can go to sleep better. Yeah. And, and it, I think that's when you 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 took one last week too, and you realized that oh man, this melatonin really works for you. But I took the five milligram one. Yeah, though. yeah. You took and that one milligram. dissolves real fast. Mm-hmm. Like you put it in your mouth, you can feel it dissolving already. So you need to swallow it right away. Mm-hmm. And I did the the uh, mistake of taking it first. Thinking that it's going to be a slow active one. I was like, I'm going to take a melatonin, take a poop, take a shower, and like get ready for bed. And by the time I get to bed, kicks in, I'm, I'm going to be ready to get knocked out. I was in the middle of taking a shit, and I was like, <laughs> like I was like, snoring. <laughs> You know, I just like, oh, I'm, I'm so tired. <laughs> my poop was just coming out my butt. Like, I wasn't even squeezing anymore. That's how tired I was. Like, it was just oh lastly gosh. opening up and poop just coming out. I'm just like, oh, this is much what, like, what babies feel, you know? They're just like, oh, just let it out. But when I was having anxiety, I was also having severe constipation. Mm. And I had to give myself up. <laughs> And a month just to get my bowels moving. Apparently, that was your best poop ever. <laughs> I'm never doing that. I'm never doing enema, dog. Remember, we talked about it. We we're like, we should give you an enema. You were like, no. No. I'll never do an enema. Yeah, I had to self administer an enema <laughs> to myself. But I mean, it just goes to show that maybe there really is a gut issue. Yeah. Because, I'm not saying it wasn't. Because when I get very constipated, I have anxiety. That's because you're holding all that shit in. (laughs) (laughs) Physically and mentally. (laughs) And I'm talking about like constipation. Like I don't poop for four or five days and I have to give myself Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're bottling all that shit up. So, yeah. (laughs) Gotta let that shit out. Oh my gosh. But the weird thing is that you don't get constipated. Anybody ever listen to this like this guy is just making laughing at his own jokes. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> no, but you don't get constipated. You get diarrhea. <laughs> I get angry. <laughs> yeah, I let it all out. Oh my god, and that's not healthy either. Hey, I'd rather have it all out than no have it in. Diarrhea is not is not a good alternative to constipation either. Both is equally bad. Yeah, see, so there you go, guys. It's not good to keep shit in. It's not good to let that shit out. It's how you let it out. (laughs) (laughs) You got to find a healthy way to let your shit out. You know, you got to transfer that those those problems that you have and let it out in a a healthy way. (laughs) I don't even know what this podcast is about anymore. (laughs) I'm just saying that, you know, physically, you got to learn how to release you know those toxins yeah out of your life physically and emotionally <laughs> you know what i'm saying so do you think that your anxiety are solely from it's not solely oh. i know for a fact that it's not solely but oh, i mean okay. I, I agree with you that my anxiety um that my health could be better <laughs> you know that if i do more healthy things maybe my anxiety will uh lessen in a way but you know no one knows 
until we actually try it out. But anywho, yeah, don't take melatonin and take a poop and take a shower. Like you gotta take that right before you go to bed because that shit's gonna <laughs> kick in so fast. I remember just standing in the shower with the water running, and I was like, "What am I doing? Like I forgot what I was doing." I was like, I'm so tired. <laughs> I remember just wiping myself with the towel and I was like, why is this taking so long? Like, I just want to go lay in bed. Are you sure you took melatonin? Yeah, I did. And then I laid in bed and I was like, I'm so tired, but I'm kind of awake now. <laughs> I think Mucinex gave you the same feeling too, right? Because I know Mucinex has like the same um, is it, is serotonin it? that, you know, makes you sleepy. Is the milk next the the liquid one? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Is that, the, is, I think you were having like uh, was what was it? A minor like, cold. Right, and so we gave you mucinex. And that was the and last thing you, I remember. <laughs> you like knocked out. Yeah, you. that was the last thing I remember. Though I took that shot, and I was like, I'm just gonna look here and. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like I was like halfway typing into my YouTube search bar. I'm just like, <laughs> Do you know that you sleep like that with your phone in my your hand, hand mm-hmm. still just perfectly sitting in front of your face, so that when you wake up, the screen is right there. Yeah. So I can continue where I left off. I've tried to take that out of your hand before. How dare you? And you have such a like solid grip on it. I can't even take it out. You sure it's because I have a solid grip or is that you're so weak <laughs> that you can't take candy from a baby? You're the, you're That's the <laughs> mean. Why would you steal candy from a baby? Because you're candy. <laughs> if I want something, I'm going to get it. Don't matter. If that baby, I'll wrestle that baby. Mm-hmm. Put it in a triangle. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) If you have to do that to a baby, I don't know what else to say. It's to show dominance. You know, you gotta gotta start at an early age to show them that who's the boss. It's kind of like dogs. You know, when you let dogs uh, roam around and like push you around, they become the master of the house and then you can't control them anymore. Not my dog. Okay. What's so special about your dog? (laughs) They listen to me. Yeah, exactly. Because you show dominance. You're the one who's like, you you punish them when they do something bad and something like that. That's why you got to put them in a triangle to show dominance. <laughs> like, I can take you out. Okay. I can take you out. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about you comparing a baby to a dog. All I'm saying is if we ever get a puppy, he's getting put in a triangle. If we ever have a kid, he's getting put in a triangle. Okay. When your parents come live with us, I'm putting them in a triangle <laughs> to show up. dominance, to tell them, you're living with me. <laughs> Okay, sure. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Me just putting your mom in a triangle. <laughs> uh, uh, anywho, yeah, and so now that I I, I realize that I've been having anxiety, I I, th- I think it's a bit more manageable now. But the thing that we really need to take care of is my sleep apnea, though. Yeah, I think that's literally killing me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I said, I think you need to go see a doctor so that you can get yourself a BiPAP or a CPAP machine. It'll help you sleep at night. Yeah, I you want one. will feel the difference. I know, dude. I can't wait. It's kind of like one of those things where I don't want to get it too fast. You know what I'm saying? I want. I kind of want to uh, let my sleep apnea get worse so that when 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 I do get the uh, CPAP machine, it's like boom, like you know, you get like that payoff. You know what I'm saying? Do you, Do you even know what a sleep 
or what a CPAP machine looks like. Hey, as long as it doesn't go up my butt. <laughs> You're legitly sleeping with this like Darth Vader mask. Oh, yeah. I don't face. care what I sleep with, dog. If it's an ass cheek in my face, but it gives me air, put that shit on me, dude. I don't care. <laughs> if I had to breathe mouth like I through a, an asshole. <laughs> but it's fresh air, dude. I will, I will suck that up. Okay, okay. <laughs> suck all that shit out. You know what I'm saying? Oh my gosh. Hey, but I'm just saying, dude. But it's like fresh air, right? It's like 100 percent air or something. It's like, just more oxygen. Yeah, but, that's what I'm saying. But the pressure in the air opens up your airway. And allows mm. you to breathe. Mm, I'm telling you, I'm waiting for it, man. It's kind of like, like I said, it's that payoff. It's that like vacation that you've been working towards. That's what I'm. <laughs> I can't imagine what they would say if, because before they give you a CPAP or yeah, a BiPAP, they have to test it. Yeah, yeah, they make you go through this like oh. sleep study test. I already know they're gonna wake me up within <laughs> an hour. And they're like, they're hey. Say, hey, you died like 50 times. <laughs> <already>. <laughs> the doctors will come in and be like. I don't know how you made it here. <laughs> My test results came back. You should have died Dude, at 19. <laughs> I have woken up sometimes during the night just to wake you up because I would lay next to you and you would not breathe for like a minute straight. And I would have to punch you and jerk you just so that you could breathe. Yeah, I'm like an old machine, you know, I'm like an old TV. <laughs> It's yeah. It's like like ridiculous. if you don't hit me, I become static. So sometimes you gotta get up, you gotta smack me, you know, but to get the channel going. It's scary go. though because there are times where you will fall asleep before I I would, mm -hmm. and I would legitimately have to like punch you twenty times to get you breathing. Oh, those were the. Is that where the bruises are coming from? <laughs> I knew it. I was finding bruises all over my body <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Shut up, dude. dude. And I was like, what's going on? Like, and now I realize she's been, she's been holding all this stuff in. <laughs> and then when I fall asleep, just beating my ass. <laughs> I've been trying to keep you alive. <laughs> no, no. This is starting to sound like you just wait till I fall asleep to beat my ass. <laughs> yeah. I knew it. The doctors will come in and be like, hey, you don't have sleep apnea. <laughs> and then I'm going to have a camera at night and just going to show you sitting like above me with a pillow in your hand and just like shoving it in my face. Yeah. Ah, ah, ah. And then when I, when I pass out and don't breathe, that's when you hit me. <laughs> yeah. And then wake me up. And I'm like, oh, what's going on? You're like, oh, yep. you're, you're dying from sleep apnea. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I knew it. I knew it. I've been feeling this like abusive feeling from you all this time mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah i think my sleep apnea is pretty bad i don't know i'm pretty sure the doctor will wake me up within like an hour and be like yeah <laughs> we need to hook you up to a biopsy like a biopsy, <laughs> <laughs> no, not a biopsy. <laughs> yeah they're like i'm gonna wake up in the morgue and like hey how did, how did this test results go <laughs> The mortician's like, holy shit! <laughs> we thought you were dead. Oh my god! So uh, not good. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of CPAP machine uh, am I getting? <laughs> I'm like, you need a whole new neck, dude. Your neck's fat messed up. Oh my gosh! But yeah, that's what's gonna happen. <laughs> 
Yeah, they might either make you do the test at home. I know sometimes they do that. Or they might have you come in and actually do a test in their facility. So you would basically just go there at like 9 p.m. and sleep until 6 a.m. What if I don't sleep at all? I was like, doctor, he kept me up all night. He's like, these are the results from you being awake? (laughs) You need a CPAP all the time. No, usually they could get a pretty good idea after an hour or two. So if you could just get like an hour or two of sleep, they'll know. Yeah. I'm I'm fairly certain that uh, my sleep apnea is really bad. I feel like, like I said, man, I can't wait. I'm excited for the CPAP machine. <laughs> what's the difference between a CPAP and a uh, what's the other one? A, a, uh, a BiPAP. Yeah. Um I honestly don't remember the difference, but I know a BiPAP is stronger. It's just a tad bit stronger, if I remember correctly. I know there's one that covers your nose and your mouth, mm-hmm. and there's one that just goes through your nose. Like those... Uh like a nasal cannula, like you know when you're at the hospital and oh, you just yeah, get yeah. like oxygen, but it's like a a bigger one and it's like strapped around your face so it stays. And then I believe oh like like that one movie, uh, the Fault in Our Stars, the lady, the girl had it, sure. like that. Um, I don't remember. I think she just had a regular nasal cannula connected to an oxygen tank. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the other one is is legitimately like a mask. Like, you know, one of those masks that you would wear to vent out air, you know, like a respirator. That's how it looks like a full blown respirator mask that covers your mouth, your nose and straps right around your ear. Hey, man. It has this really long plastic tube that connects to the machine and the machine just makes really loud noises. Well, I thought the machines are quiet. You get, I mean, the quiet you get that white noise, you know, that mm-hmm. you still hear. Zzz. <laughs> Can't wait, man. I'm excited. You can't wait? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Why? <laughs> it's going to be so annoying. I'm going to cuddle you while you have a mask on on your face. <laughs> hey, man. I was going to make a joke, but <laughs> I, I'm stopping myself right now. <laughs> stopping myself ahead. It's a joke that's going to get us into <laughs> What are you going to say? Rude? I already know. <laughs> yeah, I was going to be rude. Rude that's as ever. That's I'm not I already say. know what you're going to say. <laughs> you don't even need to say it. Well, at least you, you know, at least you understand where this was going. <laughs> that's I be happy. hate you. <laughs> I didn't even say anything. You hate me already. <laughs> Shut up. I know you too well. I know exactly what you're going to say. Rude as ever. <laughs> uh, anywho. Rude. So, <laughs> I think that mental health is something that, especially in the Hmong community, that people don't talk about enough. Yeah, it's very taboo. And when the Hmong community finds out that you do have, quote, mental health, uh, you get thrown into this category of, oh, you must be crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's never a, oh, what can we do to help you? It's, it's never like, oh, like you're, you're going through stuff, you know, all the stress is finally kicking in, stuff like that. It's more like, oh, uh, this happened and then they went crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's never like, no, it's because all these things compounded and the person who was going through it bottled it up and now is finally releasing all of it, you know? And yeah, and, and yeah, a perfect example legal. is I have a relative who was engaged to a girl mm-hmm. for 
um, a couple years and they were planning on getting married and, you know, she was taking medications for mental health, whatever that might be. It could be for bipolar, you know, disorder or schizophrenia, whatever, you know, maybe just anxiety or depression. And uh, when they found out that she was taking medications for her mental health, everyone just assumed, oh, she must be crazy because she has to take those psych meds for her mental health. No one takes psych meds unless they're crazy. That was the idea. You know, that was the belief in the Hmong culture. And so immediately she was kind of like casted out and they didn't get married because of that. Dang. Mm-hmm. It was that idea. Did the guy still want to get married or the guy's family? So the guy's family didn't want him to marry her anymore. Because she has all these problems. Because she was taking psych meds. Right. And, you know, of course, you know, um, when she would stop taking them, she would show little signs of like, you know, I don't know, bipolar disorder. She'll just get a little more aggressive or whatever. And so I guess like family member noticed that and they were like, like, what's wrong with her? And then, you know, found out that she was taking these psych meds and they were like, nope, nope, you can't, you can't marry her. Like, sorry, we're not going to go through with the wedding. And they never got married. Yep. That's how it is. You know, I'm pretty sure this it stems more than just the Hmong community. I feel like people, when people are not um, educated on these things, they mm-hmm. just view it as a defect. Right. And they don't want to like, you know, because, um, you want your your kids to be healthy, mm-hmm. and then when you like, you know, as a, a parent or something, and you see somebody else dating, I guess a person with defects, you'd be like, well, even if they do get married and stuff, that the kids might come out with these the same defects, right? Yeah, so they they think like that, but like I said, it's it's kind of like when you're not educated on the topic, you just assume that they're broken or something like that when they just need a little extra help right you know they're not they're not really different and in the moon culture you don't talk about your depression nope. if, if you're depressed you better keep that to yourself because because exactly. they want us to depress because <laughs> you're gonna make everyone else depressed <laughs> no but when you talk about something like that it's always a why are you depressed like mm-hmm. you need to stop it you know it's never a okay well what can we do to help you get out of this depression? Because they don't know what depression is. You know what I'm saying? Mm. They think that depression is like you're choosing to be sad. You know? So mm-hmm. when you when they tell them I'm I'm sad, they just go, Why be sad? Just be happy. Right. right. Just choose to be happy. Mm-hmm. You know, just smile. Yeah, they like me. they don't see it like a chronic issue. Right, exactly. They don't see that it's like all these things that's happening around you. And then when you do try to explain, they're like, Well, let me tell you the story of how I grew up. Back when I grew up, we live in huts, you know. We 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 had to be careful of tigers and ghosts <laughs> and spirits. And we didn't have food for days and we had to travel across mountains just to go farm. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, you I, I kind of see where you're coming from where like you're so busy not dying that you don't have to worry about depression, right. you know what I'm saying? Like now it's kind of like we don't have to worry about dying as much anymore. So now the mental issues, now we get to kind of like focus more on the mental issues that's happening. Did you ever witness anyone go through depression firsthand? Yeah, my mom. Oh, okay. So growing up, you knew that your mom was depressed? No, I didn't know she was depressed. Mm -hmm. You know? When did you realize that she was depressed? Like two days ago. 
<laughs> no, that's like early 20s. So your mom has always been like this all your life. And it wasn't until your early 20s that you realized that she was depressed. No, 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 no. It was worse growing up. Mm. Like all those times I got my ass beat. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I always assumed that it was off of like hate and things like that. And it was only until um, like my late teens when I realized that. It was because she was going through stuff herself. Mm. And then it was like my early 20s when I realized that she was depressed growing up. Right. You know, because she was stuck at home, didn't know what to do, did, like, didn't speak English at all, didn't know how to write or read, didn't know how to drive. She was literally slaved to that house. Mm-hmm. And that caused depression because now, you know, my dad was kind of like that. He, he kind of like, I would say like mentally controlled her. <clears throat> he forced her to in this to live this life like this mm-hmm. and then went out to seek out other girls who uh who are like self-sustainable sure like girls who are like um that could drive right. that could work and stuff who were that. independent right but the thing is that like he he did this to himself right you know and so he forced him out to stay at home didn't teach her any of this thing because he was worried that she was gonna leave him and then she went and then he went and like you know sought out girls like that too I'm not saying that he did that I'm just saying allegedly <laughs> okay I never caught it red handed but I mean there was marital problems mm-hmm. right and I think my mom felt that and then she was depressed and then she just kind of took that out on, on her kids yeah. Uh, mostly me. Mostly you. <laughs> yeah. And then, like I said, I didn't realize until like um, I was early 20s when I realized that my mom was depressed in the early stages of growing up. Because when I was a kid, I don't remember her being like that. Mm. Like when I left around like, uh, like four to five to yeah. six, I don't remember her being that mean. And then like somewhere around like six, seven is when like something happened and then she just like. Became a little bit like kind of verbally. Yeah, it became very abusive. Yeah, Yeah, very abusive. No affection. Mm -hmm. You know, like you never felt any affection from her. Um, and that was roughly around the time my brothers and them were all growing up too, and things like that. And I just remember my mom always crying. Yeah. Yeah, angry all the time. You know, never really like having a soft voice. Yeah. Yeah. So that's when I realized that depression is, isn't just like sad. Mm-hmm. It leads to many other things too. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. My mom was like that. But I knew she was depressed growing up. Um, because I would always find her sitting alone, mm-hmm. you know, and she would always there were moments where she would just kind of stare off in the distance and not really like like she was in her own world. Yeah. Even though the TV mom. was on, she'll be like looking, she'll be looking at the TV, but you know, she wasn't looking at the TV. Like her mind was somewhere else. Yeah. Or, you know, sometimes she'll just be sitting in the living room, pitch black, quiet. She'll just be sitting there in her own thoughts. And you'll walk in and you're like, mom, are you okay? And then, you know, you'll hear a couple sniffle and you're like, oh, she was crying. You'll be like, okay, I guess she's not okay. But like that happened so many times. That became normal. Growing up became normal, but I knew she was depressed. Mm. You know? Yeah, like, I, I didn't understand the concept of depression. Because mm-hmm. whenever I see my mom cry, I thought she was just sad. Yeah. You know? That's something that she would get over. Yeah. But, like, yeah, and it wasn't until later in life when I realized, oh, she was depressed. You know? Crying by herself, things mm-hmm. like that. 
say that no one loves her and we always gotta go and say we love you mom <laughs> where's dinner <laughs> uh, yeah but I feel like that this is something that I feel I kind of feel like these mental issues stem from just people who aren't educated in the topics you know like when people don't understand what these things are they yeah. don't have um uh, they just put it on to one category of just like the crazies. Yeah. And people don't want to talk about it because they don't want to be labeled as a crazy. Yeah. You don't want to go tell someone I've been depressed for a year and they'd be like, oh my gosh, you're crazy. And then, you know, before you know it, the whole community knows that you're crazy. Not only that, but like they don't want to be part of that because when, when, when people hear you say, oh, I'm depressed, they automatically think of this person has baggage, mm-hmm. you know, and if we hang out with this person, they're going to bring that baggage to yeah. us and then, then we're going to have to carry yeah. some of that weight. Cause that's how I feel. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> rude. My friends came up to me like, "Hey, man, I'm I'm feeling kind of depressed. I'm unfriending him that day." <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> that day, the next day, when they try to talk to me again, it's gonna say this conversation has ended. <laughs> you are no longer able to reply to this conversation. <laughs> no, it shows that you left the conversation and then you blocked them. Yeah, it's rude. They gonna look up my name on the friends list. And I'm not gonna pop up. <laughs> uh yeah keep that shit to yourself no, <laughs> no but i think like the nowadays it's becoming more uh it's coming co- easier yeah, easier to, to talk to, about yeah. it's it's becoming it's still very taboo but people are more aware of it now and more understanding and the thing is like before you can see the the difference the generation difference because mm-hmm. all my older um siblings and my older cousins and them you could tell they got a lot of baggage <laughs> some of them has a lot of baggage you know it's it's so interesting because then in, like your family is the perfect example because you're right in the middle mm-hmm. everyone above you is still very like old, old school, school yeah. and everyone under you is like the new generation yeah yeah and I'm the best of both worlds. <laughs> I'm the prime specimen. Mm. Mm. But I find it, I find that very interesting because all of my older siblings are the same age as your older siblings. Mine's better. But this isn't an argument about who's oh. better and who's not. I thought, I thought you were going there. I was going to say, but they're so Americanized. Yeah. And, and it all stems from parents. The way your dad raised your uh, his kids, <laughs> your kids, <laughs> yeah. The way the way your dad raised you guys was all about education. Like your dad was very, uh, he already had a very American, right, Americanized mindset. Your dad also went to college, mm-hmm. learned how to read, you know, yeah, and all that stuff. So your dad has. Like he lived the uh, American lifestyle. In he a bit. he didn't live the American lifestyle, but he knew that he had to somewhat acclimate to right. The but American the things, but the things that your dad understood, your dad understood what college was. Yeah, yeah. your dad understood well, what it yeah, took because he went to school back in in Laos. Right, exactly. See, so the difference that my dad went to like K five. <laughs> You know, at the age That's twelve, you know. he went to one grade school. Yeah, he was like, he went to K five at twelve years old, <laughs> right? Oh no! 
I shouldn't be laughing. <laughs> <laughs> but this was like in Laos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was kind of like when the the missionaries and them came and was teaching them. Right, you know? right. I remember. I recall my dad telling me that he did go to school. Uh, he was doing well, mm-hmm. and he felt like that was a chance for him to get out of the situation yeah. that he was in. But then the thing is that uh, war happened. I don't want to say war happened, but like the the lifestyle, the, the, Hmong, the, the Hmong lifestyle, yeah, right, happened where they he needed him to yeah, um, to get married, have kids. Not not get married, have kids. More more like you, they need you to farm now. They need you mm. to leave school because they need extra help on the right, field. They need extra hands and right. To feed and then the and my, I think my dad has always resented my grandparents for that because he felt like they took that away from him, mm-hmm. his chance to be successful. That's why I can see why he was so like eagerly. Um, willing to go into war mm-hmm. because he was like that this is yeah. my second chance you know and boy uh man that was a scary thing to do but anywho my point is that my dad never experienced um college he never went to college he doesn't know that he, he only experienced that small like uh room like 10 people yeah. classroom things right. like that so growing up by the time I uh my dad got here, because your dad got here first, like earlier. Yeah, yeah, they got here in the early eighties. Right. So then you guys had chance had time to grow up in America, to live that American mm-hmm. lifestyle. We got here in the ninety or ninety four, ninety five. Right. My brother came into like high school. Yeah. You know, he yeah. didn't know any English yeah. and anything like that. So them going to college was a really uh tough road for them. Right. And my dad didn't understand just how uh, expensive college was yeah. and didn't really financially support my brothers like how they needed to be supported mm-hmm. to because they thought maybe school was just like going to high school you right. need lunch money here's 20 exactly bucks. like my brother i remember I my, like that's not how it works yeah Dad. i remember my older brother my oldest brother needed like 200 dollars something when college used to be 200 no no like yeah, i mean he needed 200 dollars for like books and stuff. yeah the yeah. books and just like to pay for food and stuff like that and my yeah. dad gave him like 30 bucks or something and then my yeah. My brother, I think my oldest brother still resents my dad to this day about that because I felt like my oldest brother was going to set the the path for us. But because my parents didn't support him the way that he needed to be supported, he had to drop out Mm -hmm. and take care of his family. Because that's around, like, he got married too around that time. So that's the difference. And then, like, if you watch, like, my brothers uh, from my oldest to me mm-hmm. each of them went further in college yeah none of them succeeded yeah. you know until me i think like my my the brother that's older than me i think he had like two years left yeah and then he dropped out you know mm-hmm. so it's like my oldest brother was like three months mm-hmm. my second oldest like half a year mm-hmm. you know my third oldest is like like two years or something mm-hmm. my you know fourth oh, the brother that's right above me Went for like four years or something like that. Yeah. And then me finally finishing yeah. college once and for all. So, but your family was like, boom, from the uh, the get-go. Yeah. You guys are ready to, uh, to yeah. get those, those college degrees. Right. Like we had a brother who went to college and he kind of like paved the way for all of us. Mm-hmm. Because when he went to college, he was constantly like, sending us information about okay you should apply to this school like this is how you like he was really he was book smart like yeah and when he went to college he was like okay he wanted all of us to go to college too so he went out and bought you don't know any of this but there were essay books 
you know, like how to write a good college essay. He would go and buy those books from like Barnes and Noble and he mm-hmm. would give them to us so that we could read college essays so that we know exactly how to write our college essays. Like he went and got those um, ACT prep books for us so that we can practice for our ACTs, SAT prep books, you know, things like that. And it's it's bizarre because I feel like if he never did that, I don't think we would be as motivated to go to college mm-hmm. you know so you got you got college essay books yeah i got real essays <laughs> what like real life essays like my friend next door <laughs> hey essay what's up <laughs> <laughs> no but like yeah that's that was the difference you yeah know? and like, i think i think that really did change yeah and he would take us to go visit colleges yeah see like mm. i remember we had a whole it was spring break of my junior year and he took me on a spring break trip and we went and visited like seven colleges all over the place not only that but your brothers and um really didn't have um I'm, i may be overstepping here but sure i'm assuming that your brother didn't really have a uh social lifestyle um i would say two of them didn't have a social lifestyle but but i'm saying like the the, old, the one that went to college that got you guys ready for the other oh stuff. yeah he didn't have a social lifestyle right so then the thing is that he focused more on education so it was kind of like yeah right 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 because i think that's the difference between um my family and your family too is that your family was so family orientated yeah we didn't have friends we right. didn't have distra- quote distractions right and my family had quote distractions <laughs> which they were distractions like, and your parents were right to keep you guys like this because <laughs> yeah. look where my family ended up but yeah because you look at my family and none of that happened mm-hmm. you know there were there were uh i didn't realize this I didn't know what encyclopedias were. Dude, we had a case of encyclopedias. We did too. I just drew in them. I, I drew in them and got in trouble yeah, because I, they were so expensive. I drew in them, ripping pages out from them and stuff like that. And I think at the beginning, my dad was really angry because they were expensive. Yeah. But I don't think my dad knew what they were either. I think he just assumed that like when we got here, the people that were already live already living here was like, this is what you guys need to get. And encyclopedias, it was one of them. Can, do you, I can't even imagine encyclopedias anymore. Like, that was what we used to use. That was Google. Yeah, before we had the internet. Like, if you wanted to learn more about antelopes, you go pick out the A encyclopedia. And then you got to go through, through it alphabetically to find antelopes. And there'll be like maybe two pages about it or something. Exactly. That's crazy. I know. And, And I was like, dude, I had... I had all this knowledge in front of me. Yeah. And I didn't realize uh, that they were even there. You know? I love the encyclopedia. Nah, I, I don't know what they were. M- my dad bought the entire leather bound. We still have it. Dang. Leather bound with, uh, what do you call it? Gold trims. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I wonder how much those are worth now. Worthless because you drew all of them. <laughs> I only drew, all, drew in one book, okay? okay. And then got caught. <laughs> he got in trouble. Anyways, but not just that. He had the entire alphabetical encyclopedia and leather bound. Mm-hmm. And then he also had the entire collection of children's um, encyclopedias. So so these were like uh, children's stories. You know, so you had like all the fairy tale stories. You had 
all these like you know, like the odyssey stories like that mm. you know all in leather bound too with pictures like it was so nice and then he had the entire science encyclopedia dude my dad purchased that thing for a thousand dollars and back Dang, in the day um, that's $1, like 10 grand was, yeah. that's like 10 grand dude yeah trust me i know yeah, that, that, that's probably why my dad was so angry at us. He gave us, he gave up hope. He spent like he spent a thousand dollars on these books, and then we all just drew in it, rip it out. You know? Oh my gosh, we still have it. Nah, my dad, I, my oh dad's my books were, were I, leather bound. I want to go back and get them and just kind of frame them because this was kind of like the start of of you know how everybody ended up going to school. Yeah, and like I, that. I, I, I wish we kept ours. <laughs> So that we, I can frame it and can show that the start of ours, <laughs> how badly conditioned they were. They were like MPS uh, science books. No, ours, <laughs> no, ours are still in like mint condition. You know, like the edges of the paper. Yeah. How it's like glazed with like gold trim. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah that's those. Were oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And ours look like MPS, <laughs> you know, public school torn up books. You know, you open the first page and they got like 13 names on it already. You know, the, the sides of it's falling off. But that's that's one thing I've noticed about my dad is my dad is the least materialistic person ever. You know, like he's like a Steve Jobs where he legitimately only has two shirts and two pants. And that's like the uniform that he wears. Right. Mm -hmm. But he is willing to invest in education. Yeah. See, that's a difference. Like the money that he spends on education, like, like he, he, would, yeah, yeah. he wouldn't say no to it. Right. You know. And my dad, my dad is, is not materialistic either, mm -hmm. but that's because we couldn't afford anything, <laughs> so he couldn't be materialistic. No, but the he, he probably is materialistic. <laughs> we just couldn't get it. No, but but the it's it's interesting because my my parents were poor, mm -hmm. you know, as your parents were poor. Yeah. But my dad, man, like every single penny of his paycheck went solely to like education to invest in his children's education which i think to this day is so bizarre hey man i don't know where my dad's money went because <laughs> i sure as hell ain't seen none of it <laughs> but but you know like you know when i complain about oh man we don't have enough money for this or like why are we spending so much money and then i think about how our parents had to make the made minimum wage mm -hmm. and still somehow managed to raise a family of seven plus kids and still able to get them all through college is what baffles me i think my i wouldn't look like that like i think it's still amazing that they're yeah. willing that they have to sacrifice all this stuff but yeah it's something i wouldn't personally do because i feel like even though so the you would be your dad then well so you're telling me that you would be your dad you mean because you're saying that you wouldn't sacrifice all of that for your kids. No, I would. Oh. But what I'm saying is I wouldn't have seven kids oh, and no. do all this stuff. Because to me, it's like, yeah, like you, you're you able to raise successful kids, but there's a lot of baggage that came with it by living this lifestyle. But you have to understand that they didn't realize that they're not supposed to have that many kids. They had many kids because the life expectancy was low so it was a matter of okay let's try to have as many kids as we possibly can to help us you know work in the fields yeah, bring yeah us i have food. had a joke about that <laughs> right so when you come to america you're not working in the fields anymore yeah so then it's kind of too late because I mean, then just, by the time you come to america you've already had five six kids already you could have lose some on the way 
the show lost you, huh? Oh, damn! <laughs> hey, man, you lost me. You wouldn't, you know, shine the way you shine. I don't know. I'll probably have a lot more money in my account. Hey, man. <laughs> I'll probably have true. more food in me. <laughs> yeah, you're looking like me. That's why. And no one's going to date you. Because nobody wants to date a girl hey, okay. me. I just say that. <laughs> nobody wants to date a girl me. And you're going to be the spitty image. <laughs> <laughs> but sorry i interrupted you what were you gonna say oh i don't know you were gonna say how you wouldn't do the same oh yeah 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 the same i don't think i would raise my kids the way i was raised oh i'll take aspects from it you mm-hmm. know but uh growing up like that like i said really leave like really left a lot of mental scars and and maybe like some you know some baggage things that I I I probably don't even realize now. Like maybe yeah. in my like late forties, I probably you know realize that oh man, I've been having this trauma since I was a kid. That's true because as you get older, you start to understand. Yeah, like what maybe, happened to you in the past? Like maybe the reason why you know that there is a reason why I I flinch when people raise their hands. Like what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, <laughs> and you know i get therapists maybe like, if you stop talking all that you know. <laughs> i'm talking to my therapist like you know i do i sleepwalk like i keep waking up with bruises <laughs> i don't know where these bruises are coming like, from well, it's it's your significant other that has been beating you yeah, this yeah. Entire time. oh my gosh i've been mentally abused physically abused all this time i didn't realize it oh shut it dog That's she not. be beating my ass <laughs> Yeah, for good reasons. Dude, if you look at my ass, there's bruises <laughs> okay. all over okay, it. Okay, that's... Hey, <laughs> it's true. I have bruises, permanent bruises on my ass. Because she be beating my ass. <laughs> Whatever. When I'm sleeping. I knew it. But oh, anywho. Yeah. Uh, yeah, mental health. Take care of that <laughs> shit. You know what I'm saying? Realize that... Um, that everyone has some shit that they're going through. And maybe they're not even realizing that they're going through shit that you guys need to take care of i was really thinking about <clears throat> getting like all my family members uh a session a therapy session why i think everyone should go see a therapist my uh younger sister mentioned that to me because we were talking about mental health too and she was like um that she wanted the entire family to go to a therapy session so that we can talk about we could talk things through you know, mm-hmm. really get all the nitty gritty out, really get all your emotions and your feelings out without really leaving any hard feelings kind of thing. And I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. because that's also what I, I decided not to do that, because I feel like <clears throat> even if they did went, they're not going to like you have to be open up. to the Right. Idea. You have to be willing to open be up. open about yeah. expressing those type of feelings and those type of emotions. And when you're not, you're just going to, you know, continue to shrug your shoulder and say, oh, OK, because, you know, you feel like you're being judged by the therapist. Yeah. So you feel like you have to say what the therapist wants to hear. Yeah. Not only that, but like I think therapy only works when you're willingly, willingly accepting that you have responsibilities that like like the problems that that happen could be your fault mm-hmm. you know that you're ready to accept those or some those right. uh uh i won't say responsibilities what's the word kind of like the blame 
that you gotta open up yourself that, for. That you have to understand that you also have some fault. Right, in, right. And, you know, whatever right. problems think, that I are happening. That's when therapy becomes right. good for you. Because now you're like, you're open up to, to the therapist saying like, yeah, you know, maybe you're the problem. You know, right. maybe you're going through some stuff. But when you're not open up to that, you would just be like. Right, you'd be like, oh, I'm not the problem. Yeah. You could tell me I'm the problem, but I know I'm not the problem. Yeah, it's that girl <laughs> that's the problem. She's making me go crazy. She's making me work all this time. Come home, dinner not ready. I still gotta wash dishes. Where's the dinner? How come there's dishes and no dinner? She ate. <laughs> 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 but I think I think it's okay, and I think it's great if you feel like you need to seek therapy, though. Yeah, I think so too. But I don't know who knows. I kind of do want to try out therapy session. Just kind of figure out what's wrong, you know? Because mm. then they'll ask you all the right questions. Yeah. They'll ask you all the questions that will really hit the core where you're like, yeah, maybe it is that. And yeah. then you really think about it. I'm like, hmm. Makes you think. <laughs> maybe I really am the problem. Maybe she does really beat me up at night. <laughs> Shut up. Why does her arm look so strong? <laughs> She's been getting stronger since we met. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Her biceps are getting bigger. <laughs> I don't know why. Yep. <laughs> uh, like, mm, maybe my maybe my therapist will tell me that uh, that you're fattening me up to eventually <laughs> eat me. Maybe she is a cannibal. <laughs> Shut up. She's just been feeding me all these years, priming me up, getting ready for that grade A five. Yep. Waggy. Yeah, I want. I just want it all fat. Mm-hmm. So when I that, eat it, it just melts. That's why she's mouth. like. That's why she's willing to buy me all these nice <laughs> chairs, so I don't get up as Shut often. Up. So I no, see, see, <laughs> you, you and your excuses. I'm not making excuses. These are all your excuses. I to knew come it. Up with why? I knew you it. Are the I'm way hitting the core. I'm hitting the core. I'm figuring out the evidence. It's like, why is she only feeding me corn? She, she wants to talk about my weight. But no. she's the problem. <laughs> she's the one buying me buying me a, a six uh whoppers. Hell yeah. Family family value whoppers. How how come she knows these codes by heart? She didn't even have the coupon. She already said the numbers. A five. Or how I bought six, you six nine. whoppers, but I didn't eat one of them. Exactly. I came home and ate a salad. Because mm-hmm, you're you're priming me up. I, no wonder why. I keep like look like seeing you staring at me while I eat. And you keep like licking your lips, and I was like, mm, I "This knew is it. a true story, you guys." He really did have six whoppers by himself. <laughs> it was not six whoppers, okay? okay. Three whoppers okay, and yeah, three it cheeseburgers. Three, it was three whoppers, three cheeseburgers, <laughs> and three fries. All by yourself. No, it wasn't all by myself. Okay, I yeah. ate like three pieces of fries. Yeah, you had some fries. <laughs> Shut <right>. up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is a true story. But I didn't eat it in one sitting. Okay, I ate it in a day and a half. <laughs> one sitting <laughs> no not one sitting a day and a half but i'm just saying it's starting to weirdly everything's starting to line up Shut out. i'm just saying maybe you should tell the pre-store of how you begged me because you wanted to the burger king burger no nah, i did not beg you yes, you did i was like hey chief this is some nice value <laughs> it looks pretty good and you're like oh let's, let's go get some i said hey you want this or you want salad you're like oh, i guess i'll eat chicken I said, are you sure yeah. And you're like, 
but Wobber would be better, right? And I'm like, that's true. Wobber will be better. <laughs> and then, and then I, and then that night and, I woke and, up, and then you got all sad, started getting a little teary eyed because you were gonna eat a salad, <laughs> I and I was like, you know what, Bobbles, I love you so much. Let's go get you. I love you so Let's much. Get I'm you gonna love you even meal. more when I cook you. <laughs> That's why I woke up that night. I swear, I woke up that night and she was rubbing salt on my shoulders. <laughs> I knew it. She was brining me. <laughs> yeah, all those times you woke up sweating. Though. Yeah, I woke up sweating. I was like, why is it so hot? This dude was rubbing salt all over my body. Make sure they get to my... Yeah, I was dry cooking you. <laughs> yeah, you, you were priming me, man. You were making my body all salty. So when you finally cooked that meat, I'm, I'm, I'm like uh, getting... Real life dry age. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But anywho, I wouldn't be surprised if you ate me though. <laughs> like, you know, if we if we crash on an island, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if you ate me. Really? Yeah. That's true. I would eat you. <laughs> yeah. I'm wake up and like, dude, why are you gnawing my leg? I ain't even dead yet, dog. <laughs> we just killed a pig. <laughs> Why are you gnawing at my leg already? You're going to be like, out here, there's no evidence. Speaking of mental health, mm -hmm. uh, that just reminded me, <laughs> since you said I would eat you, it reminded me of the story of a soccer group, and I don't remember, it was somewhere in South America, and they were flying across the... Pacific Ocean. No, one of the mountains. Mount Everest. <laughs> Do you even know where Mount Everest is? China. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> so they were supposed to fly over this, uh, I forgot what the mountain is called, but to Chile. And what ended up it happening- was Chile. The country, Chile. Oh, I thought you'd say it was Chile. No, there was a, there's a mountain that borders, you know, that runs on the border of Chile, on the east border of Chile. And they were flying over that to get to Chile because they were playing a, a soccer game. They were a professional soccer team mm -hmm. in South America. And uh, there was a storm or whatever, and they crashed- and um, they were all isolated on the top of this mountain and they had to make the decision of eating eat the dead to stay alive. Yeah, I would. Yeah. I already been carving you up. <laughs> I probably would have already been dead <laughs> yeah. when the crash happened. I was probably one of the few dead people already. <laughs> yeah. And we were like, we can't eat her. There's no meat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I was thinking about that and I was like, you know, but the interesting thing was that when they discovered the soccer team or whatever that was left of them the survivors um there is all these news about how they're all crazy how they're they all have mental health because they ate they people. chose to ate to eat people the dead you know or the that ones that, is, or the ones that, that, that to me it. shows not mental problem but mental resilience <laughs> yeah mental strength <laughs> yeah like you willing to eat people man i would that's just why you always got to keep one fat friend that's why I keep you around. Yeah, exactly. See, that's why it's not fair. Because <laughs> if you die, you know, you I get eat, nothing. You can eat me most. <laughs> I can't eat you. That's like, what, two meals? <laughs> like, and then I'm starving again. You're the only person that that will have... Like, it, if we were stranded on an island and you died, I would still be starving. <laughs> I would still not have food. <laughs> like, that's how unfair it is. If I die, you have a month. You know, you could grow crops. <laughs> And by the time you finish eating meat, you have props to eat. If you died, that's like energy bar. I have one day. 
I have one day. <laughs> That's true. Before your body goes bad, and even the bacteria is like, dude, just nothing here. <laughs> we can't eat that. Even much. Even the bacteria yeah. thinks there's nothing there. Yeah. You, That's the rudest thing. You know, I've like <laughs> on roadkill, you you probably have two vultures flying around, and they had to they had to rock paper scissors to see who eats their body because one of them has to starve. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> I don't know where we were talking about this and I was just thinking about it and I was like, you know. Yeah, you're talking about how like uh, this is eventually going to lead to um, your professor asking your class. Right. Yeah. Because uh, the professor showed us this documentary and she was like, who here? There was like 15 of us. She was like, who here would eat, you know, another human being to stay alive? And I was the only one who raised my hand. Yeah, it shot out super fast before the answer was even done. <laughs> you know. It's sense you're stranded out on the mountains nothing to eat you know it was it was legitimately like a six hour uh plane ride so nobody really even packed anything right Mm -hmm. and now you've crashed you have like five people who are dead it's the code so their body is being preserved (laughs) yeah she's already thinking about it this is why like can't go anywhere cheap man she's already planning how she's gonna eat your ass so i don't know (laughs) i i i would you know, and I don't think it, there's anything wrong with the fact that any of the other survivors did. So. Yeah. She would hit that, that button <laughs> like in Family Feud. Right it, away. It would have already Who been. Yeah. It would have already been a suggestion. <laughs> the moment the plane crashed was, okay, we're going to eat these people, right? <laughs> the moment they got out, she's already like, All right, we need to put the people over here right away. We need to salt two of them. Get, get it ready. Dry age them. They last longer if you salt them. Like you're the only person I like that has a different meaning when when they say I eat ass. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're the only person that I would see differently. Everyone else say I eat ass, and I was like, mm, they kind of sexual. They kind of you know they get they get in there. When you say you eat ass, I was like, that's not what she meant. <laughs> she meant she will kill your ass and eat your ass. <laughs> Over rotisserie, dog. That's what she meant. <laughs> hey, stay with me, you'll survive. <laughs> no, stay with you. You're gonna be one killing them, dude. Tell them what you're talking about. Stay with you. You'll be the one who survived. Anywho, that's a place to be uh, end this podcast. So be careful around cheat. When she says she eat ass, she means she will eat your ass. Like legitly eat eat that, that ass. Is that our title? <laughs> yeah. She's crazy. Cannibal cheat. That's what your new name now. Cannibal Stop. cheat. <laughs> People are going to use this against me, dude. Hey, I mean, I'm just saying, you did live next door to Jeffrey Dahmer. I did not live next door to Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, okay. You live across the hall from Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> and he taught you some stuff. Y'all was best friends. Y'all was pen pals. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> That's a new title. Cannibal Chi Pen Pal with Cannibal <laughs> Jeffy. That's going to be the, the pen that's, pal. That's not cool, dude. Okay, I'm sorry. That's not cool. She's not a Jeffrey Dahmer murdered people. That's not cool. Okay. All right. But anywho, uh, yeah, we catch you guys on the next <laughs> Bowls to Bowls. Email us. Yeah, email us at bowels to bowels at gmail. You guys got any topic or question you guys want us to answer? That email is b a b u s t o b a b u s at gmail dot com. And uh, yeah, mental health. Get that stuff uh, squared away. <laughs> We uh catch you guys in the next one. See ya. Anything? Nope. Okay.